And welcome to Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave. This is Phil, and I have to uh, first immediately apologize for the uh, change of movie this week. Uh, we looked at, uh, coming off my shelf, 1988's Beaches. Dave, thanks for coming along with the journey. And uh, what are your overall thoughts? Um, well, Phil, I watched this movie. Uh, what year did it come out? 89? 1988. 1988. I think I watched it in 89. Okay. Um, so uh, I had I knew the movie. And I, I was curious to see how I, how I liked it this many many a years later, and I enjoyed it. Some some good story elements, good cast. Part of the film probably didn't age well in some regards. I think we'll probably agree on that. <laughs> but I mean, I think overall, once you get into it, and and with those the overall kind of story to it, kind of uh, you know. Let's the rest kind of slide, I think. So it was a a fine experience. I was actually curious to see if I cried as much as I would when I was 12, 13. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I was waiting for it. I made the mistake of telling my wife that uh, it made me tear up the first time I watched it. So every time there was a possibility that it might get a little bit, you know, Uh emotional, she would just look at me and stare at me. (laughs) Classic, classic. Yes, I'm sure the you've been there. The been, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure you've experienced yeah. that. Uh, turns out she got a little teary-eyed. Oh yes. Um, so I laughed at her. Just kidding. I didn't. Uh, I was too busy <laughs> falling myself. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed the film, and I wasn't uh, certainly not. Uh, I wasn't upset with the with the audible. I hope the, the fans aren't uh, either, because I think it's. Uh, a good time for it I, uh, and stuff. So, uh, and I was, yeah, it was interesting to, you know, and Phil, you know what? You may not be the wind beneath my wings, but you're, you're definitely a light breeze. Okay. You're a light breeze. <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted to be is I don't want the responsibility of being the wind. Who can, who can handle that? No, no, exactly. Cece could barely handle it. Or I don't That's know who's right. wind, who's wings and who, who's wind. I don't know who was the wind, who's the wings. Uh, yeah, well, change a little bit. But uh, anyway, so why? Why? I mean, I have an idea of why you chose it, but tell us all uh, why you decided to, to uh, change the play and uh, switch it up to uh, to this to this film. Uh, well, the uh, the idea was thinking, oh gosh, it's Mother's Day, and uh, this happened to have been uh, one of my mother's favorite movies, and. I thought in honor of Mother's Day and uh, May 8th uh, uh, being her birthday as well, I thought, you know, as a tribute, uh, maybe we should do this. It, it kind of eluded me that the timing would work. I, I sort of was thinking, and I was like, oh, shoot, it's my pick and it's Mother's Day. Uh, she never saw <laughs> Mother- Miller's Crossing. So I thought, you know, I'll make a little adjustment, a little pivot. Uh, last minute audible and I appreciate you taking the journey with me and uh, to the fans uh, Miller's Crossing will be my next movie uh, off my shelf so don't despair you will get Phil and Dave's take on Miller's Crossing uh, that's for sure (laughs) good (laughs) (laughs) yeah so just calm down (laughs) Uh, have some dip okay guys just just settle down (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was sort of the idea, you know, and it's sort of a tradition a little bit uh, that uh, I watched this movie in and around this time uh, for that very reason. So I thought, well, why not? Why not bring the world with me on this particular viewing? And I often play that game of I wonder if it'll hold up this time. Do you know, uh, it's sort of an annual viewing. Uh, and uh, and it, it, it seemingly no matter how many times I watch it, I know the beats, I know the motions, I know the, you know, the moments and certainly know the, the end. Um, and yet, without fail, it, it manages to get me and there are a couple of key moments and key scenes and music choices that all kind of compound to, uh, to make it a very emotional experience. And I, I, I and saying that it is not an entirely revisionist, which is to say that, uh, this movie for, for all it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, warts and all, as they say, uh, Back in 88, when I was sort of nine years old and, and throughout, uh, every time I've watched it, it's not just now the, the sort of correlation to, uh, you know, my mother and, and any of that. It, it is just has always been a movie that has managed just to just to get to the heartstrings uh, in my life in a way that is um, it's almost shameful actually how much uh, <laughs> uh, uh how much uh, relatively cheesy i think we can kind of uh, you know in speaking a little bit you know from 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 a step back uh, a little bit cheesy a, a movie could could sort of deliver uh, uh such uh, emotional rawness uh, out of an adult man <laughs> yeah and uh, i remember we use the term man lightly here yeah certainly um, sir i'd use the term adult a little lightly as well <laughs> <laughs> barely hanging on to both of those frankly well listen you're talking you're talking to a guy who tears up at the end of armageddon so uh <laughs> you lost all credibility about five or six episodes ago <laughs> a few, yeah yeah exactly but i, I remember films such as i'll just throw a few examples emotional guy um uh, charlie st cloud i teared up uh notebook i teared up um i teared up um a little bit with an episode of married with children the other day um so it doesn't take much sometimes it just takes a brief moment He's, seriously and there's been 80 sitcoms 90 sitcoms where there's just a moment you know just for example for those who've seen marriage with children the relationship between peg and and al you know they just hate each other but they really don't and there's moments where they really show they care and they're very few and far between but it uh it, it gets me it, 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 damn it, it gets me God damn it well, you know, I can appreciate a certain amount of emotionality. I, 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 there are movies for sure that uh, that'll get me, uh, you know, all, all warmed up, as it were. Um, there's a movie I, I, I'm sure that we'll we'll talk about without without a doubt. Uh, one of my favorites uh, that you know, Magnolia is one that that just every time I watch it, it just manages to just hit all the right you know buttons, as it were. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes there's like tears of uh, of like romance i love you know a good romantic movie that i that you know i can kind of get an emotional connection to and there's others that are uh just straight up just like sadness you know like people dying and and characters yeah. that i care about or you know uh actors or, or, or actresses or whatever that maybe have died in real life and sort of watching their performance and seeing sort of elements in that so uh, I'm no stranger to that. Uh, sitcoms a little less, though, but there are moments, you know, certainly in watching shows. I watched a, a, a show I, I loved called uh, Parenthood, 
And I would say, uh, you know, uh, three or four times a season, if not more, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit emotional at. So, uh, you know, movies and art in particular, it can bring it out of me, uh, to be sure. And I'll try my best not to cry during this conversation, even, you know, uh, talking <laughs> does leave me uh, raw. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> you should read my book called Five. Episode. Yeah, exactly. But I have a book called Five Types of Tears. Oh, and there's, there's sitcom tears. You got your, your sad <laughs> tears. You got your tears of, of joy you got and then you have tears just because um, you're around me and you think there's something better to do <laughs> there's like just yeah. the tears of like a personal life gone horribly wrong uh just the, yeah. yeah yeah those are the good ones yeah so yeah definitely different types of tears and i, I i've experienced them in, in in sports movies is one that uh, uh yeah. redemption uh, movies are probably my weakest. Oh, I would yes, say yeah. stories of, of redemption is really uh, really plays on my strings in the heart area. Yeah, um, yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's, be- a, it's, a, it's a powerful thing, you know, to sort of watch that. And, and again, movies in particular can really harness that. And sports movies are a great example of that. Uh, really putting things together in such a way that you know. And there's an argument to say, particularly even in this movie, and, and we'll kind of maybe dig a little bit into it, but. Uh, you know, there's a, a manipulation that some people would say, you know, where you're sort of the, the movie is coordinated and, and calculated and put together in such a way to elicit that emotion, right? You put the right music and you put the right sequence together and it's designed to make you feel something. And, uh, you know, I think, again, trying to watch this movie or think about this movie in a, in a high level, you know, sort of stepped back perspective this movie has so much of that uh, uh, that it, it's, 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 it's a real like puppeteering almost uh, to get that emotion out of me. Uh, but I say all that not necessarily as a criticism because uh, you know, there's movies that it works and there's movies that it doesn't work. You know, I, I've seen movies where it'll, it'll be either too contrived, too easy, too formulaic, something will put me out of it, you know, uh, uh, and I'll, I recognize I'm supposed to feel something here, but I don't, you know, like all signs are putting it, you know, designed to make me want to cry or feel something or what have you. And I don't. And, and this movie does all the same things, but for whatever reason, uh, maybe it's a history attachment to it. Maybe it's just, it, it just does it better you know, in a different way. Um, but I don't feel that particular uh, removal. You know, I, I don't feel the the barrier, let's say. Have you had experiences like that? Have you watched movies and thought, well, this is just to make me some, you know, feel something. It doesn't necessarily have to be tears, but, uh, but you don't buy it. Yeah, and I thought I was a sociopath for not feeling something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, don't yeah, take that yeah. off the table. <laughs> yeah that's uh that's not don't rush to, don't rush to that uh but yeah there's some that are to, are like that um I, I find almost like i don't want to give in i know what you're trying to do here <laughs> yeah yeah just yeah i can't really think of one off the top of my head though um there's movies that that are trying to do other things that i don't buy into um 
Um, I think of a movie for myself, Moulin Rouge, as an example, uh, that's designed to be a romantic story. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's designed to sort of be this romantic musical, uh, you know, and Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman like meet and it's like, you know, meant to be or so forth. And then she dies. Right. That's how the sort of story plays out. And it's all yeah. very overwrought and the music and the, you know, the performances and stuff. And I feel like those are things in a story that it's like, it's predictable and it's sort of just to me, doesn't really deliver. Uh, I don't really buy that relationship too much. And so by the time it gets to the sort of moment, I've already kind of, you know, moved on or, or away from it, you know, and it's not to say it's a bad movie, but I don't feel anything watching that movie. I just enjoy it. You know, like that's not a movie that it doesn't make me hate a movie it just makes me not necessarily like fully kind of commit emotionally to it, you know? And I think that there's other movies, uh, you know, that, that, that can, you know, you, you, you think that it's a, you know, I mean, I'll use as an example, and I'll go out on a limb here. Uh, you know, private Ryan is another one where, you know, that movie I think is designed to sort of have you feel a bunch of things for these, for these characters and like their uh, emotional journeys and whatever. And I find that the characters are, in, are so, uh, thin, you know, thinly drawn, let's say, and I do feel a certain level of manipulation to the way in which they're presented and ultimately, you know, killed that I do feel that by the time it happens, any of them, you know, I don't, I've already kind of removed myself from the story, you know, or from their emotionality. Um, so I don't know if that mm -hmm. makes me a sociopath that I can watch Private Ryan and not feel anything <laughs> and yet watch beaches and cry at least, you know, three or four times. So maybe I've got problems. Yeah, you definitely have problems, but we don't have time for that. Uh, now, it's funny that you mentioned Saving Private Ryan, because as, as you know, I've watched that. It's probably one of my top three most watched movies of all time. Mm -hmm. I certainly don't get that emotional movement like I used to, especially without the, uh, you know, whiskey, what have you. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I can, I can see where you come from because there's some certain deaths that more than others. I'm like, well, I, I'm not really, that, yeah, like I don't really, Vin Diesel, like I don't, okay, it sucks, but I didn't, I wasn't mostly invested in that character yeah. um, because it didn't go that deep. Uh, when the medic, for example, died, I'm like, I felt like that sometimes I'm kind of like, oh, that, well, that, I didn't like it. It's more, it wasn't more yeah. as I said, I just didn't like they did that. Sure. Um, yeah. And, and again, I, I don't think like it makes it a bad movie. Yeah, but that, it did kind of force me to be up sad because this is the medic who's just a, a good fellow trying to save lives. So it did kind of force that upon me. I didn't like that. I think yeah. they could have made different choices in there. But the ending, I think, even the same thing, I think there's other routes they could have taken, but it still grabs me because uh, it's sad to see you know, the characters that do die. And like, oh, I loved uh, Tom Sizemore and, you know, sure. uh, and obviously Hank, Tom Hanks. Uh, so there's different choices they could have made, but it's a pretty good example of trying to force it uh, on, on you. The, again, great film, but when it comes to specifically the sad parts, uh, you know, there's um, yeah, different routes there's, they certainly could have taken. I find for me, it's the individual performance. And I'll take an easy example, just because we just watched Enemy of the State. But I think you sure. kind of touched on it, but this wasn't movie wasn't designed to do that. But when... To, uh, Will Smith finds uh, uh, Denise Huxtable yes uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the floor I mean he, he tried but again I wasn't it wasn't enough for me to really feel it and I think yeah 
there's better examples out there because again, that wasn't what they were trying to do with that. But just examples where I'm just, and even in TV shows, is I'm just not buying the sadness. I don't, yeah. I, or they get over it too quick, or they didn't, they weren't upset. Enough. Hey, this is your best friend, or this is your 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 father, your mother, your your you know whatever it may be. It, yeah, it should be harder on this person. And I find this even in episodes of Star Trek. Uh, or in the movies, or and anything. I just find I'm not. I I think it should have hurt them more, and I feel I didn't feel the emotion from them enough. And then maybe it's just it's harder to do. Maybe it's just really hard to do, or maybe I'm asking too much. Sure, it's tough to say. I mean, it's not easy in general. I think to elicit that kind of thing. It all comes down to, as you said. I mean, it's ultimately how much do you care about the character, and how much do you care about what's happening. And I think there's, again, you know, we kind of went a little bit afield, but I do think, you know, there are movies, particularly like the romantic comedies as an example, or just romantic movies in general, those like Hallmark movies and what have you, right? It's designed something and it doesn't always deliver. Uh, you know, I don't know that Enemy of the State presented that for us to like, you know, the music, the melodrama, so forth. But there is, I think, something to your point, which is that just because somebody dies on screen doesn't mean that we all, you know, I think movies should want us to care that this is happening, even if it isn't for the character that died, but rather for the people, you know, the family, whomever, right? Like you, again, you want to watch Will Smith break down in tears because he cares. Even if I don't care, I at least as an audience would want to connect and be there with him, you know, for his emotion. But because in that scene, there isn't any, I, you know, we're completely left out. Whereas I think in this movie, as the sort of sadness starts to kind of play out or the anticipation of the sadness, you kind of know right away what's sort of happening, you know, to a certain extent. Uh, as you sort of progress into it, I think there's a way that, you know, that all of a sudden it's like, well, shoot, now I'm in it and I'm in it for the character and I'm in it for, you know, Cece and the kid. And, you know, like all of a sudden it's like this whole other life has, you know, has been connected and, and uh, that's not, I think it's easy to do, and, and I don't know that, you know, it's easy to write, I mean, but I don't know that it's easy to connect to. And this movie, for whatever reason, uh, from, you know, the beginning right away, uh, there's a feeling of like, oh, I like got foreboding, you know, to a certain extent or a little bit of a, uh, a worry. And I think that that over, you know, kind of covers the rest of it throughout the, the movie. Yeah. I agree. And I, I think just kind of thinking as you're speaking, I was trying to think of some of, a, of my beaches where it just gets me and, and, and based on the performance and and it was the notebook and it was just one scene with James Garner and James Garner to me just grabbed me and like, wow, I feel what you're feeling. But and, and I can't relate to this situation because I'm not in my 70s, 80s, which was what the scene was. Right, I'm yeah, not, I've never seen that movie. Yeah, well, again, I'm not, I want to root it for you. Um, <laughs> but the scene was when they were in their 70s, like James Garner, right? We all know how old sure. James Garner is, yes, yes. I'm so just you know, that's the scene, and his, his wife is around the same age, and he just sells it to me, and I am buying it, Phil. I am <laughs> in bulk, I'm uh, broke. Yeah, and I, for the rest of the movie, it was fine. I don't I think I like this because oh, you know how the, the Notebook is, you know, it's all that tearjerker movie. The rest was just a fine movie, but it was just that one moment where like, oh, okay, wow. And that was a performance I'll never forget. And I haven't watched it since, maybe in fear. 
because it, it because it, it really really hit me and i'm like i don't want to feel that because it was really sure. sad and it yeah, just, it's a raw raw nerve absolutely yeah but it was such a powerful i probably will because it's such a powerful um moment and this 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 movie kind of gets there in some instances and i was kind of i think my issue i had with it is i was waiting for it yep. I well i think they kind of set it up yeah yeah and i just knew it was going to happen i was just kind of waiting to kind of get there and just to see like how is this gonna watching this 30 pretty much exactly 30 years later knowing pretty much i'm pretty much recalled most of it for the most part uh it all came back to me pretty good yeah i didn't know the exact condition or what it was exactly but as soon as it happened I'm like okay you know i know and and, and let me tell you i just want to say this barbara hershey is a beauty <laughs> she is an absolute beautiful woman, a yep. woman. It's more than just one of them. It's just one, yeah. Yeah, and oh, my wife didn't notice, but I mean, I was just really, I really liked her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. Well, I, we'll make sure that we edit this part out of the podcast so she can listen to it. I don't even think she listens. So this is a <laughs> test. There we go. Testing, but. Uh, uh, yeah, beautiful I, woman. What's interesting is she never really had a, you know, her career wasn't really ever a big thing. You know, she was in a yeah. couple of, you know, I, I don't want to say big movies even at all. She, you know, worked with Scorsese pretty early on in her career, but, you know, never really, you know, didn't, it just didn't seem to materialize. And I, I really dug her in this movie as well. But, you know, she's in a bunch, but like, again, in the girlfriend role or like the, you know, the wife role, nothing really you know, she's in the right stuff and the natural, you know, movies that are really quality Hoosiers, which we managed to talk about with Gene, um, you know, worked with Woody Allen and, and Hannah, her sisters, but like post beaches, you know, not a whole lot. I mean, she was in falling down, you know, with, yeah, I just uh, noticed with that. The, yeah, with, that's an interest. I've almost, uh, I don't own it, so I can't play it. Cause I'm curious to see that again. If you own it, keep that uh, in your yeah, mind. For sure. And there's, I mean, he's, she's in another movie, which I like, which we might end up getting to, to be honest with you. I did think about this a few weeks ago. Uh, a movie called Lantana, which is really kind of interesting, as I remember. I haven't seen it, you know, since 2001, but I remember liking it. Uh, but yeah, so just a career that's sort of like post-beaches to me, everybody in that movie, again, I'm nine years old, you know, but to me, everyone in the movie is a star. You know, like John Hurt, a couple of days, uh, uh, he was in Big, you know, a, a couple of years earlier, and I loved Big. Uh, I was a huge fan of that. He shows up in this a couple years later. He's in, you know, Home Alone, and you know, he sort of, you know, he sort of pops up and down. And you know, uh, Bette Midler certainly had had had, you know, she was in Big Business, I think, a little bit later, and you know, with Lily Lily Tomlin and uh, Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Like, you know, she's sort of had a career, and you know, again, I, I just, and in Spalding Gray, whom I didn't know at the time, but he, you know, he had a kind of a career. But to me, I was like, everybody in this movie is a star. And I kind of didn't really see her at all ever again, almost, you know, uh, uh, didn't make any impression despite being really good in this movie, I think. Well, I think or at least not even really good, just really pretty. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I think, I think it's the genre. I'm looking at kind of at her filmography here. Um, Across the stars. Love's, yeah. Love comes lately. Bird can't fly. These are from 2008, 2007. The mountain. These are just not something we would probably watch. And Certainly probably not. not a type of movie that drives people to the theaters. Therefore, they may be great, probably romantic comedy or like just uh, 
kind of like beaches where these are you know, emotional moving movies and we just don't watch them because we don't see them come across the yeah see the trailers and, and, and such like that so they might be hidden gems and Maybe i might get could to be as simple as that check these out <laughs> yeah please do let me know report back yeah um, so i think we should probably touch a little bit on the the, the plot you know uh, uh as such as it is uh uh so this movie ultimately is about a lifelong near lifelong uh friendship of two girls they meet uh on the beach uh in uh in atlantic city when they were about, I don't know, I want to say maybe 12, 13, somewhere like that. Well, the, the clothes that, that Milam Bielak, whatever her name is, young CC Bloom was wearing had, I don't know how old she was, Phil. <laughs> I really yeah. don't. Um, well, I think that's actually a theme throughout this movie because I think the, the, they, the, the way that it's presented does pose some problems and we can kind of dig into that. That's one of the notes I had. But okay. ultimately, <laughs> these, these girls meet on the beach and it kind of follows this long distance uh, slash uh, uh, interconnected relationship uh, of these two girls uh, for the totality of their lives. Uh, uh, their highs and lows and, and uh, struggles and whatnot. And, 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 and it's a friendship that kind of lasts. And uh, that structure, I think, is, lends itself to an interesting um, way to storytell. You know, uh, I, I was obsessed for a long time with... Uh, letters, letters as being, uh, you know, and reading books and so forth, you know, letters as being uh, the way a story is told, um, you know, the perks of being a wallflower, uh, you know, Fifth Business has got some letters, Letting Go has got some letters. There's a bunch of books that, that have these sort of letters as narrative devices that, and there's something to me about, you know, telling your story to somebody in a weird way, uh, and, and, and whether it's to the audience or, or it's to, to themselves. I, I find that kind of interesting. So the fact that this movie does have a, a few of those moments where it's letter writing back and forth and, and sort of updating the, the, the audience as well as the characters, I think that's kind of an interesting narrative choice um, that I, I thought was kind of uh, well put together here. I, um, I think it added to the movie and they were, they were, they were good. I enjoyed it. They just happened kind of periodically, delivered mm. well with the emotion and especially, you know, as we got later into the movie where she wasn't reading her letters, it was, uh, that's right. Like, come on. And you got to get the impression, like, you know, that's their means. Right. So like, if that, if you take away that, it's like taking off back in the old days, you know, you're like flip the head, the receiver off, you get in a big fight with your, your girlfriend yeah. or your, you know, significant other. And you just like flip over the phone. That's it. You know what I mean? Like you're not, you you've got no, there's no other way, right? There's no texting. Obviously there's no email. There's no anything. So like you get in a fight, you flick over that phone, it's over, you know, uh, until you decide yeah. to put it back on. And I think with these letters, it's that, right? Like they live in completely different worlds. And so you send the letters back. Well, that's it. You know, like there's just no, there's, that means zero communication whatsoever. Um, and I kind of appreciate the, 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 the length of time that that kind of goes on, you know, uh, speaking for a person that, you know, doesn't have, uh, it, it's surprising to me. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a powerful thing. Uh, friendship uh, th that any friendship can last through all of that tumult, you know, through a life, you know, um, when I think about, 
even you and I, right? Like that's a, a, a significant amount of our lives have been friends with one another, you know? And I think mm-hmm. about other friends of mine in Vancouver or, or where I've met them here and, you know, so on. And you think, how does a life, two lives, let alone, you know, whatever, manage to sustain over all the highs and lows and tribulations and stuff? Uh, it's impressive to me. And I think this movie kind of encapsulates some of that where, you know, sometimes you're a bit snippy with each other, you know, and sometimes you're a bit like, just I, leave me alone or like, you know, screw you or what have you. And then, you know, eventually you're like, yeah, but, you know, I miss my buddy, you know, or what have you. Right. I think that's kind of interesting, interesting stuff. This movie touches on a little bit. I feel that way all the time about you. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's why we limit these conversations. All the talking we do is now on the phone, <laughs> on the on the podcast. That is it. That, um, but yeah, it's, uh, definitely some trials and tribulations. Uh, uh, you said tribulations, and I felt like I wanted to add trials to that because it's. I think it's a, it's a show. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's interesting to to get this before the time of texting and email, and uh, you know, I like I like kind of like that. It's kind of like you know, you're blocking the person. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, once you yeah. return that letter, yeah. you get, it's on block, and you can't you know. So yeah, I like I like I enjoyed it. I one question I do want to ask you because I'm getting just kind of like these scenes of emotion in general that we I talk about. Uh-huh. you know am i am i buying it um did you buy this early friendship like was it was it enough for you to say okay i can these two people are, are lifelong friends i, I understand um, uh you know i think there's a, a look and a scene that and i don't think either one of the girls like when they're young young uh you know i have a thing with child actors anyway I like it's very difficult for me to kind of believe that they're acting i always feel like they're just uh-huh. you know kids just being kids as it were yeah um, of course too. You know, and and Blossom may be a little different, you know, uh, uh, you know, obviously she's, she's got a career, you know, and so on. But the other uh, girl that plays Hillary, uh, there's a look and a, and a few looks, actually, that she delivers when CC is both singing and chatting and talking that I think that there's a feeling that she is so and the movie kind of plays it out. And I thought that was really good, like ground, you know, uh, laying foundation, because I do think, you know, Hillary in that moment, I think, is so awestruck. And it's such a, a new, completely different, you know, perspective or attitude or uh, personality, you know, that CC has that I think she's completely enthralled by her. And so I think mm-hmm. and, and CC is presented and, and you kind of get a sense of it right away. And it's presented throughout the rest of the movie as so needy for attention and adulation and love and support and you know and so on that i think in that first and i'm not saying it's healthy uh, but i do think in mm-hmm. even in that first meeting there's that feeling of like hillary is so gobsmacked by cc's character and seemingly when she says you know like you're the you're the greatest singer i've ever seen you know you're the most talented person in the whole world you know uh to someone like cc i think that that's all you need Right. And, and I think particularly at that age and so forth. So I think that it, it was bound to be a real connection. And I think sometimes what's interesting to me is, uh, you know, when you think about like, you know, so, you, you know, I, I obviously worked at video stores my whole life. And so most of my friendships have come from work, you know, and you sort of like when 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 you strip away work. Right. This thing that we all have in common in the moment. Right. Um, what's what's left, you know, is there something that's left afterwards? And some friendships do kind of peter out because maybe they're more rooted in, in the, the work side, as opposed to the, maybe the human side. Um, And I think that maybe this, this friendship was rooted at first in that, you know, but I do think it shows a a few more layers along the way, 
if that makes sense. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah, I just, uh, it's initially it's like, yeah, and then um, definitely some good points about you know CC's character. Very definitely like the attention should probably take anybody uh, any attention. Um, but yeah, so it's just I was kind of curious to why uh, Hillary, is it Hillary, yeah, Hillary, right? Yeah, yeah, was so mesmerized by CC because maybe I just thought her performance wasn't really that good. Like yeah, I think it's just that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like everyone's like it's so great. I'm like this is this is terrible. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm just a harsh critic, but I didn't think her singing, you know, any of it. And everyone seems to be impressed. Obviously, she went through her ups and downs, but even on her ups, I'm like, well, I'm, this still isn't really good. But maybe I'm just not a very good. Maybe I don't appreciate that that type of singing, that kind of performance are you so talking just as uh just as cc as a kid or cc like throughout the whole movie singing throughout the whole throughout the whole movie oh wow really? that's interesting yeah because i would i'm one of my notes is uh i love the soundtrack <laughs> i love everything okay. about every song in this movie <laughs> well i love wind beneath my wings i have that on my spotify i think it's a it's a beautiful song it's very moving sure uh but not, but the rest of it, no, no. Like even when yeah. she hit the the lead there, and she's they were doing that weird one with the guys with the masks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, industry. Yeah, I'm like, I don't. Maybe this is just too. Uh, I don't get this. I don't know. Whatever. That's fair. Yeah, I thought. I like what it stood for. What they were doing with it. Sure. And what it rep- what it represented, but the actual performance itself as a, as a uh, as an audience myself, I'm like it, it just I was just waiting for the movie to let's get going again because this, this isn't doing anything for me. I, I just you know it's I know it's necessary to show, but it just it just wasn't to, you know. Well, I think that what ends up happening is I think that you know when you've got Bette Midler in, in this movie, it's clearly designed to be like a Bette Midler movie. So she's got you know uh, a singing career. You know uh, you know she made the movie The Rose way back uh, well way back you know in the in the late seventies. Uh, kind of portraying a fictional version of uh, Janis Joplin, you know, and, and she's, you know, got, a, you know, contemporary, you know, kind of adult contemporary music and a career and so on. So I do think even opening with Under the Boardwalk, it's not just like a few bars of Under the Boardwalk, right? Like it's nearly the whole song that that opens yeah. the movie, right? So, I mean, those are mild criticisms that I have as well, where I actually love that song. I'm a big, big fan of that song, but I don't, you know, need to see a, a three and a half minute version of it, a rehearsal of it to start the movie, you know, uh, and obviously things like that. Oh, industry, you know, you get the whole song, you know, but I love stuff like auto titzling, you know, when, 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 when she's doing the sort of sizzle bit in, 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 you know, I do think that that, you know, is a great song. And, it, but again, it's a bit of a music video, right? Like, so, so there's, and the jazz song that she sings, right. So there's all these little opportunities for her to sort of showcase her singing credibility, let's say, and to sell some records, you know, you could sell it as a, as a, as a Bette Midler uh, record, you know, the soundtrack. So, uh, you know, like music and and like anything else, you're either into it or you're not, but uh, I am into it and you're clearly not. (laughs) I didn't actually mind the jazz part, but I don't think that was her voice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't know. I question it. Maybe it was just the quality of, of, of the movie it looked like it wasn't quite in sync 
could have been well i mean they're always i mean movies are almost never recorded live so i mean there might have been a lip sync thing but it's definitely her voice all right fine i'll question it um but i didn't mind um i didn't mind that sequence and there's Uh, in truth actually on the music tip and i i I, I just want to jump in just for a second uh uh there were there's two moments uh that immediately uh put put tears in my eyes uh, I, uh, her singing "Baby Mine" uh, uh, from Dumbo um, is a beautiful song, and she's sort of singing that when they're when she and Hillary announces that she's pregnant, and then they're sort of setting up the nursery and all that kind of stuff relatively near the end. And um, the song I think it's going to rain today, which she sings uh, around the time I think that they find out that she's sick and 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 so on. Uh, that mm-hmm. those two songs in the moment in the movie, I, I just start to well up. It's uh, they're two beautiful songs to me that I thought uh, poignant and powerful and sad. Um, I, I don't think they hold anything up against uh, Wind Beneath My Wings, buddy. No, I mean very little could. You know, uh, <laughs> very little could. That that song, you know, was a was a, a cultural phenomenon. I remember like it was on the radio yeah. all the time. Ended up winning a Grammy. Oh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. And it was nominated for an Oscar. I don't think it won, but it was definitely nominated. So, you know, it's obviously a a huge thing. And ultimately, it's a phrase. And I don't know that that phrase existed before the song or or after, but it's a thing that people have sort of, you know, 30 years later, it's been a part of the zeitgeist. You know, people will say things, even if it's just an ironic, much like yourself at the beginning of 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 the show here, you know. It's just a thing you say now, right? It's a bit of a it's a bit of a punchline. So it's obviously stuck around. I actually play um, chose that when I was at my my friend's place uh, that I was living at for a summer, and we got rock band, uh, yeah. and I sang. Or it was it might have been just one of the karaoke ones, one of the first or what come ones that came out. I'm not sure which one it was, but yeah, it I, I was yeah yeah it might have been. Uh, I did, I did Wind Beneath My Wings. And I was pretty wasted. But I saw that <laughs> I saw that song on there as an option. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm doing this one. I got to do it. I butchered it. I'm sure I butchered it. Yeah. But, uh, Probably. I'm sure it sounded great, though. I'm sure it sounded great. But yeah, I just couldn't, couldn't resist it. So uh, I it think I watched that kind of song. Time. Yeah, I think I watched it when it just came out on video. I feel like it, my mother, but we just rented it. That's what I feel uh, when it came out, and I just wasn't forced to watch it. I just kind of happened to watch it, or maybe I watched it a couple of years later on TV. I actually don't quite remember. I just know that I saw it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, with my parents, tape. with my mom being such a fan, we had the tape. You know, bought the bought the tape, and and uh, I ended up eventually buying the DVD. Obviously, that that's what I watched. But is there uh, a Blu-ray copy out there? I think it's out there, but I never I never did the upgrade. Oh, that's some surprise. Wasn't quite there. Yeah. Wasn't quite there. Get, that, get that music in the, you know, 5.1. <laughs> yeah, you get know? some Atmos. Well, it's 5.1 it's on the Atmos. DVD. You know, it'll be fine. It, it, it's fine. It plays okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, one of the things I, I did I, I want to, you know, say is, is a couple of criticisms about the movie because there are many things I like about it. But uh, the idea that these two characters are shown basically ageless for what is about 30 years uh, leaves me, or at least 20 years, let's say, uh, does leave me a little bit uh, 
wanting. You know, from the girls, it's easy, right? You're like, okay, these are 13-year-old girls. But as soon as they cast and bring in Barbara Hershey and Bette Midler, mm-hmm. they're, they're supposedly in, like, early 20s. And they both yeah. look like they're mid-30s, <laughs> you know? And they yeah. don't really get any older. So, like, you're going all the way back, you know, to to them, like, early days of college and, like, uh, which means, like, you're, again, early 20s. But they don't do anything different. And so when it's 20 years later and they're doing, you know, CC is, is doing this and, and Barbara Hershey, you know, comes back, she's married, she's got all these sort of things. And it's, like, 12 years later. They don't look any different whatsoever. And then it's even like 10 years or five or six years after that. And they still don't look any different. You do think other than when she's dying, you do get a sense of like, okay, well there's makeup and now, you know, take the color out of her face and so forth. And you do get a sense like, okay, well now there's maybe some aging, but otherwise they look basically the same age for like 30 years of the movie. And that I think is a bit of a problem. You know, that's funny. I honestly let that, I, I let that one slide oddly enough. I'm usually pretty, uh, on top of that one and you're right and maybe i don't know maybe i just missed or just i don't know that's a that's a funny observation that i overlooked actually uh i thought you were going to talk about honestly i thought you're gonna say well i wish they would have played you know with different actors you know when they're 18 19 and then and make kind of made that kind of but not just the look but kind of how they progress through history I thought you were going to kind of say, I wish they had stopped and said a little history here. But they did do that, I guess. But I didn't really notice because they, they look the same. So I'm, I'm seeing the movie as almost kind of two parts instead of what should have been like three, three sets. You know what I mean? Yeah, they basically do like three different, you know, there's like the beach at the beginning. Then there's like Hillary's first visit back in yeah. New York when they're living in, in that sort of shitty apartment. Uh, send the heat up it's great great line um uh and then they there's the sort of time in between she moves back she's Mm -hmm. stuck in england and then comes back again uh when um uh anyway yeah comes back again doing the sizzle bit with her husband at that point uh the auto titzling now she's got money she's a big star and then goes away again, and then they come back together. So there's at least like three separate sort of timelines at play, uh, and maybe even four by the end of it. So, uh, but basically ageless, like I said. And it's just not something that puts me out of the movie, but it is something that sort of at some point me the passage of time, and it doesn't really happen, you know. And I just recently watched uh, again uh, the Shawshank Redemption, which is another movie that is very much about time but doesn't show it really passing, you know, at least in, 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 in the faces, you know, and I get to a certain extent, you don't want to do age makeup and, you know, there's certain complexities of that, but I do think it was missing in this movie. I think it, it would add a, a little bit of credibility to it. I think why, why I kind of maybe, and maybe I'm giving too much credit here, but I felt bet bet Midler's performance, her maturity uh, kind of aged well even though she may have not physically aged, I thought she did a pretty good performance of being that immature 22 year old or just, you know, and didn't quite mm-hmm. have things together and how she kind of changed over the years. And I think that's maybe how, why I didn't see it. I wouldn't say so much on the, on the, 
Hillary's character side, she, I didn't see the growth and the changes as much there. I would sure. have definitely yep. there, but I felt because of how Bet kind of changed throughout the movie, how she grown and had, had her ups and downs. I think that's probably the main reason why I kind of just didn't oh, really think as much of it as I normally would. Because again, I would harp on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some cases, um, even just just because, but I think I kind of uh, you know saw her performance kind of change and her character kind of changed. Now that's just not growing older. Her situation changed. She got sure. more successful, and then you have John Hurd's character who seemingly just kind of you know, and it's funny because I didn't think of it, and then it kind of it is was end up a marriage of convenience. Yeah, yeah, she calls her out on that too, which I thought was really good. Yeah, and I, I knew it was something along those lines, but just saying it out loud, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, that, that's what that's what that was, and I thought that yeah. was. Uh, I think what's good out. about that is that's the only kind of thing. Like, if you're friends or as your friends, you know so much about each other, right? So you just know those buttons, right? And so if you're out to hurt, which in that scene is the point, mm-hmm. right? That that you know the button, you know you you know to poke there. Right. Whereas as uh, someone that isn't that close, that hasn't shared as much, that isn't, you know, has been a long time, you know, whatever else, you don't know those buttons quite so well. Um, yeah. So there's a vulnerability to sort of allowing yourself to be friends because, you know, they have all the ammunition, you know, they can say three words and you can just be done, you know, uh, and that scene certainly proved it where, you know, forces it into that perspective. Yeah. You know, the three words that get me, buddy, uh-huh. every time. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know to press sure. my buttons um yeah i think so that's why um i kind of you know and i thought in general again not i thought the like the, the cast in general yeah. I, I i thought it was it was good i like i like john out of something about john heard right this is yeah. john heard uh john heard. Somebody, yeah. he's a he's a charming man he's 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 a good looking guy uh absolutely his, his, his performance are typically pretty subtle you know, yep. just uh, no. I, I just enjoy seeing him on screen. Uh, I, I enjoy it. I liked again Barbara Hershey just from a physical. I, I thought it was just a gorgeous woman, and uh-huh. Bet. You know, <laughs> you know she was the one that kind of she was the character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The you know the the one yelling, crying, and kind of you know really showing emotion. And I thought you know. And she did it well. Some annoying sometimes. <laughs> uh, one part aspect again, since we're kind of talking about stuff that, that didn't really sit well or didn't really like, I didn't really like the mother daughter relationship with CC Bloom and her mom calling her Leona. I get it. I mean, it just I don't know. There's something about it I was missing um, to why she does that, or you know, the the relationship there was quite odd. And I think yeah. there wasn't really enough to kind of bring that all together. Um, I did like I did like the scene is like you know to a certain extent where she's like I can't give you that attention anymore. Her mother is saying, "Oh yeah." Uh, so I did like that part of it, but outside of that, I just didn't really um, didn't really uh, like those scenes and just didn't really think it did enough for me or didn't what it was trying to do. I just wasn't uh, on board with it. Um, sure. So I agree with that. Thing. Yeah, sure. but there wasn't a lot really that was that, that stood out to me that I said, "Oh, I really don't like this." Other than the uh, the obvious of of how she was dressed as a as a young woman, 
or yes, kit. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was like, we're, me and my wife are just looking at each other. This is, this is, this is weird. <laughs> you know, like, well, it's just like a dance costume. I mean, sadly or not sadly, but when you look at dance costumes in general, right, unfortunately they're, they're all kind of like that, you know, a lot of frills yeah. you're trying to, you know, you do a little shake and dance and so forth. But I, I can recognize that maybe it's a little uh, off putting, let's say to see uh, what looks like a bit of a, you know, effectively like a swimsuit with, some, you know, whatever on a young girl, you know, it's not great. I, I really like that scene. I, I do agree that the, the mother relationship is the weakest one. I, I find that a little taxing. It's also just annoying. I find this, it's so loud and it's so, yeah. you know, aggressive and so forth. But I do think that that relationship, the way that it's played out at the beginning is really just there, I think, for that scene later uh, on the beach. And I, I think that scene is so good. Um you know, mm-hmm. it does feel a little unearned because, you know, you don't really, you know, it's sort of tacked on a little bit. But I do think that there's a feeling of, you know, you take and you're like, you, you, I got nothing left, you know. And I thought that that was for someone with that personality that we just talked about, right? It's so needy for, you know, attention and, 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 and so on. Um, I think that scene calls it out. And, and I think it does it in a, in a pretty great way. And, and it's, it's too short, you know, and, and it doesn't resonate with the character, I don't think. But in and of itself, I thought was a really great um a, a great scene there's a couple of those great scenes um that i think uh, and I, I i just want to bring up uh, there's two two more particularly with barbara hershey because as you said uh bet midler's the character right and so she, uh, her role is is built you know to be the flashy one to be the the superstar you know to be the the entertainer and uh you know it's obviously her movie and i think you know what's what's kind of buried in that a little bit is hillary and that character who's really more staid and really, you know, pretty even keel and like uh, driven by different sets of, of goals or sort of values with regards to, you know, uh, pristine history. And like, you know, you got to go to good colleges and get a good job and yada, yada. So she doesn't have much to play. It seems, uh, or much emotion even. Right. I think she plays it really cool and aloof uh, for most of the mm-hmm. movie. But there are two scenes that I think uh, uh, that she really blows me away at and, and, and actually does also uh, get me a little emotional. The scene when she comes back uh, to see Cece and the, the, the second time or maybe the third time. Um, and she's just broken. You know, uh, I think it was after uh, that uh, he, his, her husband's found cheating, right? He, and she ends up going back and, and Cece's kind of at a downslope in her career and she's working at some bar. And there's this mm-hmm. feeling of, you know, she's just sort of so overwhelmed, you know, and she's like, I, I'm not strong like you. You know, I can't fight back. I don't have it. You know, like I don't, you know, and she's almost like out of breath, um, you know, and, and sort of a, a, a acknowledging like her jealousy, you know, like, like you did everything that you wanted to do. You know, I, I have done knew nothing and, you know, this kind of stuff that uh, that performance in that scene alone, I thought was, it just knocked me out and continues to, because again, I think it's like a real coiled spring. She doesn't do much for the first two mm-hmm. thirds of the movie uh, on, a, you know, in terms of playing, you know, uh, uh, levels. Um, but I thought in, in that scene, it just, it, it's such a killer to me. I don't know what your thoughts are, if it stuck out at all. Well, I think as a character that, I mean, what, how she did it was what her character is. Yes. Right. Uh, and I think that's how it was played. And that's exactly, you know, what it was. Um, I do recall that scene. It, I don't think it hit me as hard as, as yourself, but I, I thought it was a, it was 
it's a still it is a scene that does stand out. Like yeah. if I'm if I'm thinking about the movie now and I can think about a few scenes, that scene does pop a bit uh, for me with her walking in with the, her suitcase and stuff, and just a couple of scenes with her and the bartender or her, her manager. Sorry, can I borrow Dude, fifty dollars? <laughs> that's the first visit. That's the happy visit. I'm talking about the second visit, which is the sad visit. I thought that was because she was coming back and she was pregnant and he had left. Oh, she's having yeah, the baby. Was, was that the same? I think yeah, it's the different one because I think that they were going to go up to the shitty apartment. So it's just two separate bars. But I thought there was two. I thought one was like, I'm here, but maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe the suitcases are the thing. Yeah, you know, now you're right. You're right. You're right. I'll take it. You're right. I messed up. <laughs> Well, I just know uh, you said because after she he she found him cheating on her, yeah. Uh, she also had to tell the her, uh, CC at the same time that that's right that not right. with them. So that that yes. I know that happened together. Yes, no, you're right, you're right. And it's after that fight of like you know I, I'm not strong. Yeah, okay, you're sorry. That I just thought was a great scene. It stuck out to me, and I thought that performance really did. And the second thing of hers that that, that I really was impressed with. Uh, you know, and actually impressed with the movie as a, as a whole. So um, there's a scene at the very end, uh, or very near the end, anyway, when uh, you know she's in the 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 end, right? Like things are wrapping up. You know, she's not doing well. She's got this disease, and things are going. And uh, you know, Cece is trying to like drag her out. Like we're gonna go to the beach. Do you want to go? No. Do you want to do that? No. Do you want to do this? No. Do you want to do that? No. And at some point, she says, and it's the only time in the movie that anybody swears and she said i just want to be left alone left fucking alone yeah and to to me the the sort of the power of that use of the word fuck you know uh is it it hits home right like it's somebody again that has not done that like the movie itself isn't full of it like it just and it's just like this punch of fuck off like you know just let me die you know or something and i think Mm -hmm. when it happens in the movie it's so jarring and i thought just really perfect and i thought she delivered that great i appreciate when they do that because I, I think that's we, we when we swear so much all the time it kind of loses its meaning and it's just we're just swearing just because it's part of our day-to-day speech right and then it, it happened in the witcher <laughs> henry cavill swore like that was awesome you know <laughs> came out of nowhere it's weird when it can have power again like that right like it's just yeah. a, it's a unique thing yeah, um, but yeah, and I also I do want to mention other parts of scenes I, I liked as well, where I like the daughter, C.C. Bloom and, and Hillary's daughter. I like that yeah. relationship too. They're probably Beautiful. kind of the same, same person. They kind of knock heads early yes. on and just they're kind of forced to kind of just kind of work together because that's, that's, the, that's the circumstances. So they end up just uh, getting along and it turns out they're pretty similar in a lot of ways. And yeah. Uh, I like those scenes. I thought that the daughter the, was re- actually, when you talk about child actresses, yes. actress, she gave a pretty good performance. Yeah. Uh, I thought she was really good playing, playing yeah. some levels. Help me. I don't know what to do when she, you know, all that stuff I thought really delivered. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what she did, but uh, whatever she did at work, cause she got to the hospital, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> eventually thought they worked. Yeah. But uh, no, I think those were some good, some good scenes. So, I mean, the movie went uh, paced relatively well. Yeah, uh, over two hours. I think the story itself is what I like. It's just I just like the story. And yeah. there's parts of it, like we talked about, I, I wasn't a big fan of, but there was enough uh, of it and there was enough good, you know, 
acting in it that it was enough to say, okay, no, I still, I, this is a decent movie. I enjoy yeah. um, knowing kind of what happened, I think kind of takes away of it, the replayability of it. Sure. Kind yep. of a little bit for me because of knowing the whole time that she was going to pass, you know? Yeah. A spoiler. Yeah, I think but, that's uh, true. I do think that that it does. And, you know, you could have, you know, you cut out those, those sort of five music videos and I think you've got, you know, uh, a 15 minute less movie. Right. And I think there's probably some room for that in the end. I do think yeah. uh, I agree. I think the performance of the kid was great. I love the sort of the, the book ending that this movie does um, is I think really, really effective as well. Uh, the opening, you know, sort of scenes with uh, that's the glory of love. And then mm -hmm. the ending, the sort of more mournful, sort of slower, sadder, almost like at the beginning, you're a 13 year old kid. Like, you know, you, you got to win, you got to lose, you know, you don't know what that means. Right. You're just singing the song. Right. And then, uh, but fast forward 30 years and you've seen, you know, a life. Right. And now it's almost mournful. You know, you've got to win and you've got to lose. And those two things mean something different at 13 than they do at 40, as well as uh, the last line of the movie, you know, like uh, you make sure you write, you know, well, sure, we're friends, aren't we? Right. Like it just sort of bookends these two, those two things really, really well. I thought that was really beautiful. And that's the last thing I'm going to say on this movie. I think it's just fantastic. It's going back on my shelf. <laughs> uh, yeah. For me, it's uh, just a once in a blue moon watch, you know, again, I, I do like watching the growth of, of, of Bet's, character i, mm -hmm. I like to seeing her kind of change over the years get less selfish but still not quite but her, her things changed uh, for her and i liked it I, I enjoyed it it's a it's fun to watch bet uh, act i think she puts a lot of effort into her her, her work i think that shows uh, she's not the best actress in the world but she puts out a good performance and she gives it uh, you know gives it a good go there's the you see a lot of people that just who don't put that effort in, especially as they get older in their career, not that she was older in her career, but uh, that just don't really just kind of work on their name. And like, I'm just doing this for a few bucks and this and that, but I really feel she gives the, gives it all. And I, and I yeah. appreciate the, the performance uh, in general. And I enjoyed the film. Like the wife enjoyed the film as well. We didn't really get a chance to talk about it afterwards, but uh, you know, that's well, great. Uh, yeah, any movie you can watch and you're still married at the end of it, you're probably doing okay. Now I'm after this podcast, fine. who knows how it's going to go? We'll see. I'll let you know if, you, <laughs> if, if she listens to it. Uh, okay, buddy. Yeah, um, it's that time. Uh, what do you got for me next week? Well, for next week, you know, I know I, I, I'm going back to a well again, and uh, I, don't, I don't. I'm okay with it because I don't think you've seen it, and it just I've been itching to watch it because I think it's such a good film. It's part of a of the Tom Clancy world again. Oh, okay. Because um, I, I just, but again, another movie that kind of, you can just watch by itself. Like you can, you can watch all the Tom Clancy's on their own. Uh, okay. Sometimes they're better to watch two the pair, but I'm going with some of all fears. Oh, okay. Back to our yeah. old buddy Affleck. We're <laughs> <laughs> so going back to Ben, uh, Morgan Freeman, and we have Bridget Moynihan, and I can never say her last name right. Boynihan? Uh, yeah, she's in Blue Bloods. Uh, yeah, but, okay. Uh, I think it's just a great movie, and I've been itching, itching for a while to watch it. And I figured if you haven't seen it, this is a perfect opportunity. And I think with, with what's going on in the world, I think it's pretty relative, too. And I think uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. I don't think, think it'll be a fun movie to discuss. All right. Well, I guess that is. Uh, some of all fears uh, next week. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I love me some Ben, as, as we've established, uh, and hopefully it holds up. 
<laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Good night, folks.